friends, welcome to the Inspiring Honey Show. I'm Gabrielle, and I'm very happy that you are here. Each week, I share kind words like honey to spread his love and live inspired. I have guests, and we talk about topics that we face every day, like relationships, faith, confidence, calling, and how to live every bit of our lives fully inspired. Billy Ingle is a country singer, songwriter signed to Blue Rose Music. She's originally from Birmingham, Alabama, but now lives in Nashville, Tennessee. Billy, hello and welcome. How are you? Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Well, I'm so excited to have you on today's episode. You are such a light and so talented. So I'm just so thrilled that you are able to come and talk today. Thank you. You're. So, I already love you so much. I'm so excited. <laughs> I love you too. So my first question that I want to start today's episode with is, since my podcast is called Inspiring Honey, and I really want it to be focused on living inspiring, I want to know what inspires you. Like, what inspires you in general to write music or to live your life? Like, what inspiration do you draw from? So that's a really good question. Um, I... I feel like I'm inspired by a lot of things, but one of my main inspirations is I have younger siblings. I have two younger sisters, one's 12 and one's 17, and I've always loved the idea of just being a role model and being a light for them and being someone that can, like, because my parents raised us the same way. Like, they were always our biggest role models. They still are, obviously, and I've always just kind of wanted to lead that same life. So whenever I write music, I want to make sure that it's empowering for everybody. You know, I want it to be empowering for younger people, older people. And I want to make sure that I'm always showing everyone that, like, I'm only me because of God. I'm only me. I'm only doing what I'm doing. I'm only able to put out music and pretty much just literally live my life in general because of God. And that's pretty much my main inspiration is to just make sure that what I'm doing is, like, my truest form of my heart. It's pure straight from there and that's pretty much where it all comes from for me I love that that is so humbling and that just shows how grounded you are in his word thank you thank you very much so what inspired you or how did you get started in music like how did you pick up a guitar or start piano and singing like what sparked that for you so I feel like I, I'm going to say that I have a really weird story, but I feel like everyone that ends up in this industry is like, I have, my story's kind of weird, but mine really does feel <laughs> weird. So I, um, I grew up in a very musical family. My grandmother, I think, I mean, that's where I got my voice from for sure. She's always been a great singer. She plays piano. My dad's a guitar player. No, I've just always been surrounded by music. Um, so my family always says that I could sing before I could talk and I pretty much like came out of the womb just like with rhythm and with beat. And so I remember, um, most like all of my earliest memories are just like singing and, you know, playing the piano guitar with my family. But I remember like I would sit in my dad's lap and I would strum. I couldn't play the chord yet because my hands were too small for his big guitar. So I would just do the strumming while he would do the fingers and then, I say fingers like I don't even know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> and so um, I was, so I pretty much got into songwriting. I'll start there. My grandmother passed away when I was 13, and I wrote a song for her on the piano. I played piano by ear. I was self-taught. I was not even great at that, but that was really all I knew because I hadn't gotten into guitar yet because I didn't have my own. I honestly hadn't really showed much of an interest in it. Um, I just really was showing interest in singing and you know, anything on that aspect of it. But she passed away, and the day before the funeral, the um, pastor at the church told me that the piano was broken, and I wouldn't have access to a piano, and I had to do it on guitar, 
Well, at this point, I had never really played guitar other than sitting in my dad's lap. So I didn't really know what I was going to do. And my dad was like, well, I'll do it for you. But I was like, well, no, this is my thing. Plus, like, I'm just going to be honest. I love the spotlight. So I was like, "Uh uh-uh, this is me. (laughs) um, I was like, no, you're not taking credit. Um, I love how honest you are. (laughs) I really, like, I was a ham when I was younger. Like, I look back at videos and I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, I don't know how anyone didn't want to just punch me in the face and get me (laughs) off the stage or the camera. I hogged it. I was such a camera hog. (laughs) And I have videos to prove it. My sisters are always telling me like the reason we're quieter than you is because you didn't give us the time to talk and Yo, it's so true. my sister says the same exact thing about me <laughs> okay I'm glad I'm not alone it's so true though I saw a video recently of like me and my sisters and you can see <laughs> and it's like our best friends and you can see like one of our friends is trying to sing and I'm literally in the background giving the meanest look and I'm like oh my goodness like god why did you let me do that um but so I I shut myself in my room for 12 hours because it was the day before and I taught myself like G, D, E minor and C and it was I think I learned like Scotty McCreary's See You Tonight I, I think that was the song that it was which is so random I love Scotty McCreary but I don't know why that was like the first song that came to my head but um I taught myself those basic chords and then after that I was just hooked on songwriting I was hooked on guitar I honestly though was I fell more in love with the songwriting of it because like I was saying earlier I'm I'm, I'm really like, if I'm not immediately great at something, which this is probably my biggest downfall, I have the hardest time because I really want to be good, like the best at whatever I do. And so I guess like I was young too. So I didn't really understand, like you had to practice to get to that point, but I fell in love with songwriting. I, 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 you know, I picked up a little bit more guitar with my dad helping me and I got my first guitar for Christmas that year. And then when I was 15, I won a radio contest and I got to sing with Keith Urban at my hometown amphitheater. Wow. Um, I, I still don't know how that happened all the time. People ask and I'm like, like literally I just look up at the sky and I'm like the big man upstairs did it. And that had nothing <laughs> to do with it. Cause if you look back at the video, you're like, that girl was totally not qualified to sing with that guy <laughs> at all. Um, but so I won that and I got to sing his duet. We were us that he does with Miranda Lambert with him. And I just remember he asked me at soundcheck that day if I wanted to play his guitar. And I was like, absolutely not. I do not want to play your guitar because he's like, he's the, the best guitar player in country music right now. Like he can do anything. And I was like, I can play G, D, E minor and C. And so my main motivation when I left that day was I want to play guitar and I want to learn and I want to get better so that one day if I'm ever have the opportunity to play Keith Urban's guitar, I'll be like, heck yeah, let me play your guitar. <laughs> so I um, started taking lessons. And after that, I was hooked on everything, the whole aspect of writing and, you know, the musicianship and traveling, going on the road. Cause I was like, from this, from that moment forward, I was, I knew I couldn't do anything else in life. Music was a hundred percent what I was made to do. It was a hundred percent where God wanted me to be. There was no question about it. And to this day, I, don't question one bit about this is where I'm supposed to be. There are those days where it's like, oh God, why did you put me in? Like, why did you put me in this industry? It is hard. But I just, I know for a fact that, you know, on those days I can hear him saying like, it's okay. You're in a season where you need to be. You're in, if you're in a storm, I'm supposed to be there. You know, like he doesn't ever let go of your hand. He puts you exactly where you need to be at all times. And there's never anything to worry about. 
Definitely. I love the story of how you learned guitar because you had to. Like, I love that because it makes me think of how when God can work through us the most is when we are uncomfortable. When exactly. he, Because that's when we rely on him the most. When we're in the situations where we're just like, oh, what am I supposed to do? And then God exactly. pushes you out of your comfort zone and that's your calling. Exactly. And that was, I remember like, I can like, so vividly see me sitting in my room. I think it was actually like my computer room. And I just sat there and I just remember like there were times when I was banging on the desk and I was going, what? Cause you know, I'm also like so upset because my grandmother's passed away and I'm sitting here and I'm learning guitar and I'm like, <laughs> this is not where I'm supposed to be. But because of that, I mean, everything changed. And I, I always say that I can always feel my grandmother whenever I'm like on stage or going through something like this, because she was always, always she would always tell me, like, you're going to be a star one day. And, you know, when you're 13, your grandmother's saying that, you're like, yeah, you tell all us grandkids that. You know, like, <laughs> whatever. I see. You don't, you know. But but I always, like, make, like, jokes to my mom. I'm like, you know, she's up there sitting right with God right now telling him, like, oh, yeah, that's my granddaughter right there. I told her she was going to be here. Um, so, Yeah. That is so cool. That is just so amazing how your grandmother, you inherited your grandmother's voice and she's still like a huge part of everything that you're doing. Right. Actually, I didn't distinguish this this right. So my grandmother on my dad's side is the one with the voice. Oh, okay. My mom's side is the one who passed away. Okay, okay. But she could, she could, you know, if you asked her, she could, she would have told you she could sing. She could sing the Alabama fight song really great. <laughs> but other than that, I think that's pretty much as far as you could get. <laughs> well, at least both of them were so proud of you. I bet your whole family is so proud of you. But you're so passionate about music and you were able to share this talent and make it your own ministry. So how did you go from it just being your passion and your hobby to actually being a dream that you could chase and your career so I it's it's one of those things where like I always look back on how I got to where I am and I'm still I have so much room to grow and I have so many places that I have to go you know like I I always look at it and I'm like I don't ever think there'll be an end-all be-all I think that there's always room to grow I think there's always more ladder to climb but um so I was like 15 or 16 when the whole Keith Urban experience happened was I I was 15 was I? Maybe I was 14. <laughs> oh, well, I was young. <laughs> I, I know that. And so... It's all relative. Was, exactly. So I was still in high school. And I did not know how that was going to go. Because in high school, it's scary. And it's not always easy. And I learned very quickly that bullying is a real thing. Mm. And um, I can remember the first day back after Keith Urban, I called my dad. I got to school, obviously, around 8. I called my dad at 11 and begged him to come pick me up. Because everyone was acting so weird. And there were, like, some people, obviously, that were super sweet, super supportive. And, you know, like, congratulations. But then there were the people that wouldn't talk to me. And there yeah. were the people that treated me differently. And there were the people that – and it wasn't – it's one of the things where, like, I worried more of, like – because I was young. I was, like, I was worried that they were just going to treat me differently and want to be, like, closer to me. Mm-hmm. And and honestly, like, as much as that would have hurt and been awful, I honestly wish it had been more of that than what it was. But – it was just, I lost a lot of friends, a lot of friends that I thought would always be there. And a lot of friends that I didn't expect. I had so much, um, I guess like I learned a lot and I grew a lot through it, but it's weird when you're 16 or 15, however, and you're losing all these friends that you thought were going to be there forever. And then you, you also can't really understand why you're losing them because you have, you're not having done anything wrong except follow your heart and stay true to who you are and what you want to do with your life. Mm-hmm. And I can remember coming home and my parents are amazing. 
Like, they're the most supportive parents. I, I'm like, I know, like, people always say that, but I really do feel like I'm so blessed because my parents have always been supportive. And even though this industry isn't, you know, it's not easy because you can't go to school and get a four-year degree and get out of it and then be guaranteed you're going to have, you know, this incoming salary or this great job. Yeah. But they never once were, like, trying to talk me out of it or trying to tell me, like, hey, maybe you should go with this. It was always, this is what you want to do, so do it. And we will do whatever it takes. We will fuel whatever passion you have 100%. How amazing is that? It is amazing. And it's it's something that I think back then I not necessarily took for granted, but kind of because – I, you know, I meet so many friends now who don't really have great connections, like great relationships with their parents now that they're off in Nashville because their parents didn't want them to be there. Um, which I mean, like, it's a totally, like, I understand that fear because you, all you want in life is for your kids to be successful and stable. And I totally get that. But one of my biggest blessings has been having a family that has been so supportive and sacrificed so much for me to just follow this dream. So with that being said, I'd come home and I'd be crying and my mom and dad would hug me and they'd be like, as bad as this hurts, and I'm sure you would do anything right now to have your friends back, I don't want you to. I want you to keep following your heart. I want you to do everything that it takes to prove to them that this dream isn't a pipe dream. This isn't something that you're just wanting to do right now. This is something you're going to do forever, and you're going to make them remember your name. I and love so that. I And those people I, weren't your true friends. Exactly. And, and it took me a while to see that because I was like, you know, I mean, especially when you're 15 or you're 14 or whatever and you're in high school – you think that your social life is the biggest thing and it's all that matters. (laughs) And so I went and, you know, I went from having all these friends to just having my closest friends, which I'm so grateful for now because I see the people who really cared about me and loved me for me. But I, and I think honestly, that's what grew my relationship so close with the Lord. Because I remember I woke up one morning and I could hear him literally like screaming at me, just saying like, let it go. Let go of this anxiety that you have, of this fear, of wondering if you're doing the right thing, because you are. I could just hear him screaming, like, let it go. I'm getting chills talking about this. <laughs> I love it. So I um, love your passion. I just love everything that you keep saying. It's thank you. so inspirational. Thank you, thank you so much. Um, so, yeah, I just remember him, like, saying, like, let it go. You know, and I think I, I literally, like, I always say it happened overnight because the minute that I heard him saying that to me, I felt like I'd always, I mean, I grew up a Christian. Like, my parents have raised us in an amazing Christian environment. And so I've always, like, had that relationship with him. But when you get older, your relationship becomes so personal and intimate, and it's kind of like your own decision. You know what I mean? Yep, definitely. I feel like that was when I really was like, okay. I, you know, the only thing, and that was when I guess I realized, like, the only thing that matters is God and what he's telling me to do. And I just want to follow him. So I was like, you know what? All I want to do is follow him and like where he wants me to go. Cause obviously, cause I did go through a phase where I was like, why is everyone being so mean to me? Is it something I'm doing wrong? Maybe I should stop music. Maybe I should go with them. Like maybe me. Cause I would, you know, I didn't go to the parties on Friday night and I didn't go to all the social stuff. I missed school dances because I wanted to be on the road. I wanted to go anywhere that would let me play. And I can just remember like, I always think about this when I think of, like, my parents because I remember I got asked to come to Texas on, like, a Thursday, and I was supposed to be there that Friday. And my dad was like, all right, pack it up. Let's go. And (laughs) we packed up our stuff, me and my sister, and we drove all the way to Texas. We stayed for a day, came all the way back because we had to work at the fire station. 
And so, I mean, that was pretty much my life for two years. They ended up letting me do homeschooling because not only because it got so bad, because honestly, I didn't want them to have the satisfaction of knowing that it was getting to me that bad. But it got to a point where my music was taking off and I didn't want to do anything else other than that. So they let me do homeschooling through my high school. So I could walk with them at graduation, but I got to do it on my own terms. And um, I just, that's, I mean, that was when I realized, like, this is all I want to do ever. And um, it's one of those things, though, where I realized, like, you don't have to be what anyone else tells you you have to be. You may live in a hometown where there's one way that you're supposed to follow, and if you don't follow it, you will be shunned. And that wasn't necessarily where I came from, but I know that there's people out there who suffer from that, who know that, like, they're not doing the usual route. That's totally fine. If that's not what you want to do, if you don't want to go and do what everyone else is doing, it's totally cool. You can be friends with whoever you want to be friends with. You can do whatever you want to do. The only thing that matters is that you're doing what you love and knowing that God is going to put you wherever you need to be in whatever season of your life. Definitely. Amen. Say it louder for the people in the back. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Definitely. So after you said all that wisdom and just talked about how God delivered you from a season of bullying and really just pushed you deeper in your music career, what advice would you give to someone that's going through something like that now? Or what advice do you wish that 16-year-old Bailey, 15-year-old, 14-year-old Bailey would have actually known and believed? I feel like there's so many pieces of advice, but I think the main one that I would love to tell someone that's listening to this that's like suffering from being bullied or suffering from, you know, if you're losing friends or if you feel like you don't, like you have this passion in your heart, but you don't know if it's acceptable, if you don't know that, you know, because... I know music wasn't. Music is not a routine thing. You don't hear, you don't meet someone like in your high school. I feel like if you go through about 50 people, maybe two of the 50 people will say, oh, I'm going to go to Nashville to be a professional songwriter and musician. If that, you know? And so um, I would just say literally tunnel vision. Put your blinders on and work hard for yourself. But above all, make sure that you're keeping that relationship with the Lord open. But tunnel vision is such an important thing because you, I mean, I had someone throw dead birds at me for gosh sakes in high school. That and is so, horrible. I know it was, I look back now and it's hilarious, but like at the time it was not funny. And so I just think like, it's, it's something I'm passionate about is just knowing that like who you are is enough. That's my big thing. Who you are is enough because God says so. That's literally all that like I would want them to know is that who you are is enough because God said so. So put your blinders on. And work at everything with your whole heart. You can't do anything half-hearted because you're not going to get the results that you're wanting. But go in everything full speed. And then, obviously, remember that this isn't about you. It's not about you at all. It's literally 100% about the Lord because He's the reason that you are who you are. You're doing what you do. And that's pretty much it. So kind of going off of that... um that amazing answer that you gave, how can someone in the music industry or any industry that's kind of dark, like the music industry has a lot of darkness and all this different controversy. So how can you maintain a strong relationship with God and maintain your identity in Christ and who he says you are when you have a manager and people and all these different um, areas that are tugging at you? I'll say the biggest thing for me that's I've been super selective with who I surround myself with. 
as far as like the, my team, the people I work with and like my friends and like my writers, I really just, I want to work with people who are going to lift me up and that I can lift up too and that are going to make me feel good. You know, it's because it's not fun to get in the room with someone who's going to tear you down or, or talk over you as if you mean nothing or you're naive or you're young because that's been something that I've kind of struggled with is I am pretty young. I'm 19. So I started going to Nashville and writing when I was 15, 16. And it was hard because, I mean, I was the youngest in the room. I didn't have that much experience. But it's, you know, it's awkward and then you feel like dumb and you just don't know what to do. So my biggest thing is to been, or has been to surround myself with the people who honestly shine the light, like the Lord's light as well. You know, shine that light to where I can see, like, these are the people I want to gravitate towards. These are the people I want to hold hands with because they're going to lift me up and they believe in my art just as much as I do. And they want success just as badly, but nothing in it is selfish. So I guess that's what I'd say is like, just making sure you're surrounding yourself with people who share the same love for the Lord and share the same values as you and are don't, they don't stomp on you and make you feel less than. So that's pretty much what I'd say. Girl, you're just such a well of wisdom. Um, Thank you. Really, I just love everything that you say and the conversation we had prior to this podcast and now us talking on here. You are just such a huge light. And Thank you. It just shines through. Um, I just had to stop and pause for a second to say that. But what is one thing that God is teaching you right now in this current season of life when you're starting to go on bigger tours and you're being part of bigger shows and you're out in Nashville now? Like, what is God teaching you through this whole new season where you're just starting to really pop off in the music industry? I would say he's teaching me without a doubt patience and tolerance and like knowing that and honestly contentment. I think he's teaching me that like nothing comes overnight. Like literally nothing happens overnight except him yelling in your ear, let it go when I was 15. (laughs) That was overnight. But like nothing and like there'll be some days when I'll come home and I'll be like I'll just have had not even a bad day but just a rough day where you know I didn't feel like I did much or I didn't feel like I networked that much or I just didn't I don't know and what I have to do is just step back and realize like I'm in this season because I'm supposed to be in this season because God wants me in this season and this is exactly where I'm meant to be and it's funny because like I have to sit back and like I'll and it sounds so weird but what I'll do is I'll like read my bible I'll look at my calendar and I'm like you are doing stuff, Bailey. Like you're not like just because you don't send as many emails in a day as you thought you did. Like you're not like a, you're not just doing nothing. But he's taught me patience, a hundred percent, because this journey really has been like a five year journey, and it I mean it's you know and counting. It'll be for so many more years. I don't think the journey ever stops or gets to a point. I feel like even Dolly Parton, at her age and at her. Oh my gosh, if I met Dolly Parton, I would like throw up. Like, I just had to throw that out there. I'm obsessed with her. Um, but even like, at, you know, Dolly Parton being who she is, she's out there making music and grinding and playing all these shows. She totally doesn't have to do it, but it's in her heart and she loves it. And all she wants to do is inspire people and pave that way for up and coming artists and for years to come. So, yeah, I don't know. I just, I think patience has been something that he's teaching me for sure. Um, I feel like he's teaching me so much right now. Definitely to just like calm down. And I think I really, I think he's teaching me to be a better listener too, because I'm definitely someone who likes to be like in the front, like doing the talking. I like to be, you know, making the moves and doing all this and this and this. And I think that like having a manager has really helped because I didn't realize that honestly, 
me being up front, like talking so much, how hard it was for me and like what it was doing to me. But having someone who's like, kind of like Bailey, it's okay to step back. I got this. It's helped me kind of like step back and focus a lot more on myself as a person and my relationship with the Lord and my artistry. So I feel like there's so many lessons he's teaching me, but definitely patience, tolerance, and just being a better listener. I love all of that. I think that we could all learn more patience, learn about being better listeners, and just learn to be happy with where God put us. But what is exactly. what is the best piece of advice? You are so wise. Everything you say is just so spot on from you. watching your Instagram stories to just texting you to just talking to you. You're just very wise. But what is the best piece of advice that you've gotten? Okay. My mind is racing because I'm thinking of all the... Okay, okay, okay. I got this. I got this. Just, the best piece of advice I've ever gotten was from Lionel Richie. You talked and to Lionel Richie. I did. What? Girl. I did. I did. It's. I, I don't even know how. Still, I like think about it. I really only remember the conversation we had with this advice because it was the best piece of advice I've gotten. He told me, he was like, you know what? You can't ever let this industry get in your head. Because it wants to get in your head. It really is. Like, honestly, it's like a parasite that wants to get in your head, I feel like, all the time. But he said, um, do not let this industry get in your head because you are your own person. You are your own artist. And you have your own message for the world. You have your own, you know, your own platform and your own image. You don't have to be anybody else. You don't need to try to be anybody else. Because there's always going to be someone out there who's better than you. I mean, really and truly, because not everyone loves one person as much as they love the next. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. some people might love Dolly Parton like I do, but then you can meet someone next to you that doesn't like Dolly Parton at all. And that's totally fine. So just knowing that you are your own person and you have to stay true to yourself if you're going to be in an industry like this, you can't let someone else dictate who you are, what you believe or what you say. And so basically that's pretty much what it was, was to just be myself and know that there's going to be someone out there who's better than you. And there's going to be someone out there that doesn't like you. But it's okay because you are your own person. You are here for a reason. You're doing this for a reason. And everything works out in the end how it's supposed to. I love that. First of all, the fact that you got that from Lionel Richie is insane. But the second of all, that is just so true. And I think it could relate to anybody in any industry. Like, nobody's not everyone's going to like you. But you just got to keep doing you and know that you have your own calling for whatever God wants from you from this world. Exactly. Exactly. So how can people listening to this podcast today hear your music, follow you online? Like where could someone find you and get to know you and become a fan of yours? So you can follow my Instagram. It's just Bailey underscore Ingle. And I Um, definitely recommend that. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say, if you don't like Long Instagram stories, though, I'm probably not your person because I'm always posting Instagram stories. They are so funny. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) I always, like, I post stuff, and I I mean, like, I literally, every time I meet someone, they're like, you really are as weird as I thought you were going to be, like, based (laughs) off of my Instagram stories. And I'm like, I really just post, it's instant, so I'm just posting what I'm doing and what I'm thinking. Like, I just posted one a minute ago, and, like, long story short, it was about how, like, sibling, I related siblings to, like, car makers it's so weird to me how like siblings are from like okay so basically I was saying like siblings all look the same but not the same like they're similar and they can act similar but they have different like features so what I did was I was saying like the maker like is Toyota 
and then siblings are like the forerunner and the sequoia and like the RAV4 because they all kind of look similar and they have like similar features, but I don't know, just weird. So basically you can have random rants like that if you want to follow my Instagram at Bailey underscore Engel. They're hysterical. Um, or uh, Facebook, I'm just Bailey Engel. And then I think Twitter is the same as my Instagram, but I'm honestly not good at Twitter. I'm just going to throw that out there. I retweet a lot of stuff, but I'm not good at Twitter. Um, and then I want Spotify and I want Apple. I definitely recommend, you know, listening to that if you feel like it um i have i have another single coming out really soon we just released our first one and, and it is so good thank you so much and then it's called in love with the memories i wrote it with emily brooke and then we have a music video coming out for that very soon and yeah and you can check out i have a website too i always forget it's so weird i'm like oh i have a website now that's cool okay <laughs> it's baileyingle.com super easy and it has we're about to, like, release a bunch of new tour dates, so if I'm coming near you, you can let me know, and we can hang out or something. So, yeah. Definitely recommend following Bailey. She is so awesome, as you guys could tell. She's just such a ray of light and sunshine, and she is a light for Jesus in this crazy, crazy world. But, Bailey, before this podcast is ended, do you have anything else that you want to say or leave the listeners with? I honestly just want to say thank you to you for having me on here because I've loved watching your stuff for like, I think we followed each other for a couple of years and I've just loved keeping up with you. I love how real you keep it. And I was telling you earlier, I want them to hear like, there are so many times that I've followed, you know, someone that I thought was going to be inspiring and you feel like this isn't genuine. Like I don't, I'm not really, you know, which is awful to say, but it happens. But with you, it's never been the case. I've always loved listening to your stuff and like watching what you have to say and reading your posts because I can like see the Lord. I feel the Lord and all your messages are so relevant, you know, wait, you. relevant, relevant. Sorry. <laughs> I do that too. <laughs> I say that loud. How did I say that? Um, but seriously, like, I just want to say thank you for following me and for having me on this. And I cannot wait for what's to come for you. And I can't wait to keep up with each other. And I'm sure we'll hang out in the future. Oh, so yes. So that'll be fun. <laughs> Finally, in person. I cannot wait. But thank you guys so much for listening today. I know I had a great time. And I hope Bailey had a great time recording this Absolutely, for you, too. Absolutely, yes. All right, guys. Make sure to follow Bailey online. And we'll talk to you next week.